guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Who Is She, the podcast, or wait, I said that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Let me start over. Who is she, life in your 20s? So unfortunately, little Miss Hannah's not with us today. We have a special guest. You know, Uh, Hannah's just too busy for us for this week. I'm just kidding. Um, We're actually just like some broke bitches and can only afford one mic right now. So imagine like recording a podcast with one mic with three people. It would be like so annoying. Um, So Hannah, we're going to have to buy a new mic soon, you know, if we're going to keep this up. Okay. But anyways, so I want to introduce my guest this week. Also, for this episode, we are going to be talking all about money, budgeting, investing, saving, because I know us girls in our 20s, one, probably don't know that much about it, like me. But I have my little finance gal next to me, Anna. You want to say hey? Hi, guys. (laughs) This is her first time ever on the podcast, obviously. You've never done a podcast before either, right? No, I can't say I have. Yeah. I don't know anyone else who does a podcast like our friends or anybody so Mm-mm. this morning my roommate was like whose podcast are you gonna be on mm-hmm. and I was like oh you know <laughs> I'm famous <laughs> Just this is my big break <laughs> <laughs> okay so I want to talk a little bit about you before we get into the episode so you want to tell everybody like where you're from how we met what do you do what what makes you qualified to talk about all this stuff first um First, I would say I am not necessarily qualified. (laughs) Shut up. I work in corporate finance, which is... Okay. It's very different than personal finance. Yeah. So a little disclaimer before we start. I am not a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just been around very financially aware people my whole life. And this is like things that I've just learned through school, through people, through mostly Jake, my boyfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a big finance guy, so that's that yeah but about me um my name is Anna yeah and we went to Hannah Saw with Allie and Hannah they are my little and my green little <laughs> our strat fam yeah yeah that's how me and Anna met so we've known each other for what god how long has it been now I mean since like four years yeah since our sophomore years yeah oh right? So we were like 19, yeah, 20. But Anna's always been like very into finance and you, even in our sorority, you were like the Fi, what is it? Like the, oh, it was the VP finance for our sorority. Yeah. So I feel like you've been involved in finance for like a while, like yeah. throughout and like college. My dad is very financially aware. Like I'm just always around people that, you know, and when you're a finance major, all your friends are in finance majors too. So yeah, um, you know, kind of learn off each other. Yeah. Well, I know absolutely nothing about finance, and now that I'm, like, a big girl, my big girl job, obviously I have to pay bills and learn how to save and stuff, <laughs> and it's funny because my mom is a public, or she's a CPA, so she knows about this stuff but never taught me anything. You don't talk with her about it? She, no, no. You really should. <laughs> she's not very specific or, like, like, you should do this. It's more of, like... I mean, you're fine, you know? I don't know. I also feel like accounting's, like, being a public accountant is different than, like, her being able to advise you financially, maybe? Yeah. And I just really don't want to hire a financial advisor. Oh, no. You, I mean, people our age do not need to hire a financial advisor. That's for people who have, like, 
millions of dollars and they don't know what to do with their money. That's not for okay no okay i mean first tip you don't need a financial (laughs) (laughs) no that is expensive um financial advisors are for people who have like millions of millions of dollars maybe not that much but and they just don't know what to do with all their money and they say okay how can i make my money grow so a financial advisor will be like oh well you need to invest in this or you need to buy real estate and then they like take a percent of the money that they earn from what they told them to invest in so Oh. Yeah, not for me and you right now. Maybe in the future. Hopefully in the future, but oh. not for us right now. Okay. I think my mom has a financial advisor, I think. I mean, my Good parents do, but it's like only when they need him, I guess. Like, okay. If you're like going through a hard time, it's not like every single day they like talk or they have like meetings. Mm-hmm. It's only when he needs them. See, I would rather learn all this on my own, you know, and use it than mm-hmm. have someone do it for me, kind of. Like, yeah. I feel like it's a very important skill to be knowledgeable in finances and it's your money you want to know what your money is going towards and you want I mean it's your money right you should be in charge of it Mm -hmm. not somebody else okay guys so let's get into the episode so I wanted to tell y'all a story so as y'all know me Hannah we went to Miami and Anna was with us actually on the trip and you know Anna is very you're very smart you are. I don't think so, but thank you. No, she, she really is very smart. And Anna can talk. She'll, like, explain things. And it just... Uh, anyways, we were getting ready to go out to dinner. And for some reason, like, obviously, we had alcohol involved. And we're getting ready. And we start talking about investing. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. But I don't remember why we got on that topic. <laughs> I don't like, either. And you start showing me all this this stuff on this app and I was so confused and you're like do you understand like do you know what I'm talking about and I'm like no probably after a few drinks like look at this yeah you were like yeah I made this much money you know Jay gives me stock for presents and stuff and I'm like wow that's when you know you're just a financial couple when you give each other stocks for Merry Christmas you got a stock oh my god oh yeah so um, Anna's going to talk about that, obviously, because I still don't really understand, like, how to start investing or, mm-hmm. you know, just good tips that we can yeah. use in our 20s. So, if you can't tell, my finances are something I struggle with on the daily. Um, I'm 23. I don't think I've ever told y'all my age, but I'm 23. I just graduated college in December, and right now it's July. August, just kidding. And I think I've written like maybe two checks ever. I think also I think that's normal because like like Jake writes checks, but the only reason he does is because he like has a house. But I've not, I don't write checks. I don't write checks. Why would ever? I don't even have cash on me ever. I think when we get older, we'll write checks. But no, no, I don't write checks. What do I would I write a check for? Like a security deposit on an apartment? I don't know. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Max writes checks. So anyways, I wanted to make this episode because one, I love listening to podcasts that provide me with like useful information that I can use. Like it is fun to talk about certain topics that we experience in our 20s, like things, 20 things we learned in college or stuff that me and Hannah have talked about. But I really am looking forward to this episode because I feel like it'll be very like useful info that everyone can use in their future and it just betters you overall you know and I think a lot of us 20 year olds we don't know how to manage our finances unless we're Anna Green and 
when we first graduate and get our big girl job, we like get our big check and then we're like, oh heck yeah, like I am thriving. I'm going to buy this, this, and this. And you don't even think about saving. And I don't know, it might just be me, but. No, I think a lot of people, especially when you first come out of college, you know, you're scared of your finances and you don't know what to do. So you just put it off and you're like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I'll start saving when I'm 25. That's when I'll start saving for retirement or for, you know, a house that's like, or maybe when I get married, I'll start saving. Yeah. Like the longer you put it off, the longer it really hinders you in the future Mm because you need to start as early as you can. And like, it's not a scary thing at all. It's way easier than people make it seem, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, our dogs are outside playing. So you (laughs) might hear them like run around and stuff, but Yeah. yeah. It's just like definitely a mindset change once you leave college. Like, cause in college, you know, I would say your finances don't matter as much than right after you graduate. Oh, for sure. I would be like rolling during the week with 50 bucks in my checking <laughs> account. Yeah, that was a rough one. And I didn't even care. And like every time I would save money, I would spend it on something. Because I can just easily transfer my savings to my checking. Mm-hmm. And that right there is the biggest trap ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's like you I have do to do a complete 180 in your mindset once you graduate <laughs> in order to like set yourself up so that your future self is like, oh, thank goodness I did that. I'm so happy with the decisions I made when I was 23 right out of college rather than like, oh, crap, I wish I would have started saving. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just so bad at it. I need a savings account where I cannot see it, you know? Yeah. Like my 401k at work, I don't see it, so it doesn't matter. But I can look at my savings account. We can like get into... Yeah, how, like, I do that, and, yeah, we can, like, talk about all of that and how to budget and everything later on. Okay, so we're going to organize this episode. We're going to first talk about budgeting, and then we're going to talk about investing, right? I think we should do, like, talk about budgeting and then talk about savings, and then once you've, like, saved that money, what do you do with it? Okay, so, yeah, we're going to do that. But first, tell the people why you chose finance. Um, Because you're, like, a very – Anna – you, y'all should check out her Instagram. I'll put it in the bio, but she's so trendy. Like, you have the cutest clothes. Like, I would have always thought you go into, like, you know, fashion or... Yeah, I mean... Very, like, social media world, you know? Not finance. But yeah. anyways, you're yeah. smart for the financial world, but, like, your personality is not finance. Yeah, well, like, when I was little, my dad always told me, you know, like... You can do what you love, but yeah. it's not always going to pay the bills. Right. Um, and the, the type, I know you want to live a certain type of life, so you need to be able to make your own money. He just called Anna bougie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's like, he basically was like, I don't want you to try to go get some degree and something mm-hmm. that you're like, I don't know, not shitting on anybody, but. Yeah. So. Um, so it's very practical for you. Yes. He's like, I know the type of life you want to live and you know, you need a major Mm -hmm. in certain things to get there. So he kind of like pushed me to, and then I was always just really good at math. Yeah. Honestly, like I just love math and it was so easy for me. Everything always has an answer. So when I got to college, I was like, okay, math, money, Mm -hmm. finance just makes sense for me. And then I got an internship and that just turned into a job. Yep. And now here I am. Yeah. How long do you think you've been in finance? Like, now? Like, working? Yeah. Um. So I got my internship May of 2018, and then okay. I stopped January, and I finished school, and then I started back in June. So I think I've been working at my job about two years okay. now. Um, 
So, probably two years, yeah. Okay. All right. You hear our dogs breathing 100%. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I always like to look up articles. Like, if we're talking about something that, one, I don't know a lot about, I want to, like, you know, have some, like, foundation. So, yeah. I found this article on CNBC. Okay. So, it's talking about four many choices we should make in our 20s that are going to help us in our 30s. So what I was saying earlier is like me saving, I think is such a big issue for me because like right now I'm not thinking about retirement. I'm thinking about like my next trip, Mm -hmm. like saving for a trip or saving for a new dog, you Mm -hmm. know, like I don't think about retiring at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I think what confuses me the most about saving is that, Um, yeah, like I said earlier, earlier, like I want a savings account where I can't see it. Because otherwise, I'm going to pull from the savings account for things that I want. Like, big things like a new car or going on, going to New York, mm-hmm. you know? And then, I don't know. It's a whole thing. We can talk about it later. But I can tell from earlier you think that's an issue, right? I mean, I don't think it's an issue. I think that, like, you need to have financial goals yeah. that you're working towards. I think the first part of budgeting is having financial goals to work towards. Because if, you know, you have... $10,000 in your savings account. Let's say, you know, yeah. you've worked really hard, you've saved $10,000, and you don't have a goal. You don't know what that's for. You're yeah. like, it could be for retirement. It could be for whatever I want it to be for. You're going to start pulling from that because you don't have a goal in mind or whatever. Mm. But if you're thinking, okay, I I mean, for instance, for us, like, we have to be realistic in what we're saving for because, you know, our cars, mm-hmm. we're probably going to need new cars soon. Never right. buy a brand new car, obviously, but mm-hmm. you're, we're going to need new cars, weddings, honeymoons dogs um you know trips a down payment for a house like there's so many different things that we could be saving our money for and all of them are pretty expensive yeah those were all expensive yeah all of them are thousands and thousands of dollars and it's like you have to prioritize you know okay well Well, you have to prioritize you know do I want to have a wedding right now or do I want to go on a big trip do I want to you know save for a new car or do I want to you know, get a new dog and go to Miami or whatever. Like, okay, you have to really have those goals and, like, outline which ones are the most important and start saving to those. So, like, for instance, my goal would be I want to save for a down payment on a house. So, yeah. like, when I look at my savings account, I'm not going to pull from that because I'm, like, if I pull from it, I'm one step farther away from putting a down payment on a house. Okay. So, if you're, like, okay, here's my savings. I really want to go to Greece or whatever, and that trip is going to cost me. I don't know, $10,000. Yeah. If you're at $7,000, you're not going to pull 1000 out. Because you're, like, almost there. Yeah. So. So the article that I mentioned, it, the first thing I said that we should do was to master our cash flow. So basically, like, learn discipline, like you were just saying. So, mm-hmm. like, this starts, I guess this can start the track of budgeting. So it's talking about, first, you need to start tracking your expenses so you understand, like, where your money's going. So, I recently just got a budget made for me from a friend. (laughs) You could totally just make a Excel doc and track everything that you spend. Like, you just have to be, like, super disciplined about it. Like, Mm -hmm. literally track every penny that you spend, even if it's, like, for a silly thing, which is very tedious. But 
I've heard it helps. <laughs> I mean, I think when you're, it's not sustainable, I would say, to track every single dollar that you ever spend. But when you're starting out and you don't know what you're spending your money on, yeah, I mean, it can add up. Like if you're going out every weekend, you don't realize how quickly that adds up. Yeah. Um, but I think like learning discipline and it's like I said, it's a complete mindset change. Yeah. Um, when you graduate, you have to really like, I think it's super important to live frugal while you're younger so that in the future you can, you know, set yourself up to, like, do the things you want to do. So, right now, do you want to spend your money on, you know, Ubers and clothes that are going to go to style and, like, drinks that you probably don't even remember, <laughs> drinking at a bar, <laughs> like, going out to all these, like, brunches. And, like, it's hard to balance that because, obviously, mm-hmm. you want to spend your money on those things. But that's where the budget comes in line where, you know, okay, this bu- this month I'm going to spend $200 on... I don't know, food. Yeah. That's like an example. Like, it's hard to track that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually an app, and it's called Every Dollar. Mm-hmm. And it's by Dave Ramsey. He's like a radio host show. Mm-hmm. Big, big guy. You can listen to him. He's pretty good. But it's an app, and you can, like, put in your budget. It's really cool. You should definitely download it if you, like, don't know what you spend your money on. And then you put in your expense, every single thing that you put your you spend your money on. Okay. You put it in, in the app. Mm-hmm. But oh. also... What you have to be careful with with that app is, like, so let's say you put $200 for a dinner. Like, okay. you and Max are going to put away $200, and you're going to go to a couple different dinners that month. Okay. But the end of the month comes, and you've only spent $100. Mm-hmm. In a lot of people's brains, you think, oh, let's go to a nice dinner. Let's yeah. spend a, a, the rest of our budget, and we'll go to a nice dinner, and it's going to be so nice. When really, you could put that money in your savings and then just go to Chick-fil-A because, you know, it's just one dinner. Okay. So my friend who made the budget for me, he was mentioning that. So money, he basically called an allowance. So the Mm -hmm. money left over from your budget, you put in an allowance and that will go into your savings. Mm -hmm. So like each month I will technically like have an allowance based on my checks and then subtracting like what I spend. And if I have money left over, he said to put it in my savings. Yeah. So, but also with like an allowance, like what he's talking about, um, so let's say, you know, each month you don't go out to dinner as much and you save $100 each month and it's been yeah. five months and you have $500. Like, that's what you could, if you want to treat yourself, I feel like that's acceptable to use that money because you're not taking out of your savings, you're taking out of... Money like, left over. Yeah, like you're rewarding yourself almost like for... Because you're making those habits in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also something called, I mean, this is like the most basic budgeting principle ever. It's the 50 20 30 Okay, so I don't know this have you heard basic principle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you type in how to budget on Google, it's like, <laughs> oh shit, okay. It's like, okay, so it's 50, 20, 30. Okay. And so uh, 50% of your, so you have your paycheck, right? Every okay. month. Like, mm-hmm. so I get a monthly paycheck, so I look at my paycheck. And also, I'm that's like, awful. And I just tell Anna that all the time. I can't imagine getting paid once a month, no, but I you're used it. to it. Now. I love it because I look at my one paycheck and I can just split everything up and, like, it's amazing. I'll talk about how I budget later. Okay. But um, so you look at your paycheck and you think, okay, 50% of this is going towards my needs. So this is your rent, groceries, car payment, utilities, like things that you have to buy. Okay. So then next is 30%. 30% goes towards your wants. So this is dinner, going out, da-da-da. Then 20% is savings and going towards debt. So if you have like student loans, I think that you should save 20%, but you should strive to save okay. 30%. Okay. So, like, you know... Strive to save 30. Like, I think that you should 
start with 20%, but strive to switch them. Like, strive to have 20% wants, 30% savings. Okay, so say I make... I'll be frank, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We can cut this out if you want. No, it's fine. Okay. So average, I make like $1,700 each paycheck. Okay. So times that by two. So, Because you okay, get paid for, twice a month. So this is based off a month, the 50, 30, 20 yes. rules? Well, because okay. you, you, you would pay rent once a month. Okay. So divide by two, what is that That's 50%. So that is your rent, groceries, so utilities. Necessities. Necessities. Okay. So 1700 each month would be towards necessities. Mm-hmm. So 30% of this? 30% of the total. Oh, I already so forgot the total. Times that by two and then. So 10, 20 would be towards wants towards wants yeah okay already forgot the total (laughs) okay this is cool (laughs) and And then then that's 20 percent of that should be saved each month yeah but Hmm, i don't do that (laughs) i don't save that much oh my god i save like 400 a month also what i do a lot (laughs) is like so my savings account i can take money out six times a month without them charging me I do. I say more than that. Okay, good. You'd be proud of me. I'm, I save 800 a month. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, sorry. That's good. Um, so, like, my savings account, I can take it out six times a month without them charging me, oh. right? I'm not that you should take it out, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little, like... Take what out? Take, take, I can take from my savings Okay. six times a month without them charging me. So, like, my savings account is set up so I can take from it if I need to. Um, but, you know, say I'm, like, feeling a little frisky that month. I'm like, oh, I'm going to save, you know, way more. Uh-huh. You can always put it in. Like, yeah. you can always put it in because you can take it out. If at the end of the month I'm really struggling and I'm like, wow, I really overestimated how much I can save this month, just take it out. But at the end of the month also if I look and I say, oh, like because it's the money in your checking account mm-hmm. and, you know, you forget about the money that you saved so then you don't even realize that you're, like, saving more. Hmm. So you set up your savings account to the point where you can only pull out six times in a month. It's just set up that way through my bank. Oh, and then they charge you after? Yeah, but I mean, I've never... That's, yeah. like, more than once a week. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. So, I guess I can talk about, like, how I budget because the okay. strict budgeting has never worked for me. Like, it just... Yeah, I don't uh, know if it's very sustainable for it's me, It's not to be sustainable honest. at all. I do not have the time or... It's very tedious. ...need to write down every single thing that I pay for. And then I, like, spend my money on. But saying that, before we went to Miami, I kind of went crazy in buying clothes. And I didn't, I wasn't tracking, like, what I was mm-hmm. spending. I spent, like, $500 on clothes before we went in a month. Yeah. So, yeah. I should definitely, like, you know, you need to figure out you just, where you're you spending your You just have to reel money. it in and think, what is realistic for me? Not that yeah. you shouldn't ever buy new clothes or not that you shouldn't go out. But you just have to draw that line. Right. Of, you know, if if I want to... You know, for instance, um, go on this big trip. I can't be living my best life in America because I need to save that money yeah. so I can be balling in Greece yeah. or something like that. Or, you know, down payment for a house. Yeah. Probably a better idea, but... I feel like in your 20s, it's hard to say no because mm-hmm. you're getting, like, a big girl paycheck and then all of your friends are, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, wanting to go out, like, yeah. going out to eat. Like, it's so hard f- for me personally to be, like... I don't want to go out to eat because I love going out to eat. Like, I will spend some money on, like, a good experience for dinner and stuff. So, I mean, with that, it's, like, pick and choose. So, like, you know, maybe don't – if you went out to dinner a bunch that month, maybe don't buy the new clothes. Like, you have to – if that's what you enjoy and that's what you want to spend your Mm -hmm. money on, 
that's fine, but you can't spend your money on everything. Yeah. That's, like, your, like, niche of what you like. Okay. Like I like that. Find your niche of what you like to spend mm-hmm. your money on. Okay. And it, you know, you can take, like, for me, I personally really like, like, buying clothes. So, like, I have to limit that if I'm going to, like, live in other areas. I don't know if that makes sense, but... So you're saying, like, if you want to buy new clothes, like, you're probably not going to be going out to Barcelona mm-hmm. Wine exactly. Bar. Exactly. But okay. also, like, I always think it's, like, the little things. So mm-hmm. when you go out, don't get that other drink. Like, yeah. just, just go home. Like, you don't need five drinks when you go out. You can you can drink two or three. Yeah. It's the worst thing. The worst thing to spend money on for me is Ubers and stuff. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Okay, but, so tell us how you budget. So, um, so I... It, like I said, the whole strict, like, having a typed out budget. I used to have one. I don't look at it anymore because I know how I spend my money. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I budgeted for a couple months and now I'm good. Like, I pretty much know. Okay. It's kind of like intuitive eating almost. Exactly. That's what it reminds me of. Exactly. Like, you track your calories for so long and then and, yeah. you start knowing how much protein is on your plate by just looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're com- we're coming together on this. <laughs> but so I, like I said, it's super easy for me because I get paid once a month. So I get okay. paid at the end of the month and I get my paycheck. And then, so I get paid on the 26th, rent is due on the 1st. Mm-hmm. So I immediately, well, the second I get my paycheck, like the morning it's put in my bank account, I put in my savings. Like mm-hmm. I put, I transfer my money into my savings account and then I go and I pay my bills. Okay. So like that money is gone. Then in the next couple of days, I pay rent. And then I think in my brain, okay, like, what else do I have to pay for? I have to pay for doggy daycare. Like, that's my big expense. And, like, bills already paid, savings, rent. That's really it. Mm-hmm. And then the money I have left is, like, what I can spend. Okay. Like, so then also I'll look at the weekends and I'm like, okay, there's four weekends in this month. I can't, that means I can't spend as much each weekend. Mm-hmm. But if there's only three weekends, like, you can spend a little more. Oh. <laughs> like, that's how I do it in my brain. It's kind of weird, but, like, I always think since I already put my savings away, the money that's left, I don't have to feel bad about spending it. Okay. So, you get your paycheck. You pay every necessity. hmm And then you put in your savings automatically. Mm-hmm. And then everything left over is your leisurely pay. Yes. But then at the end of the month, if I have $200 left, I'll throw it in my savings before the next paycheck because... I like my, like, checking account to stay very low because if I look at it and I'm like, oh, wow, I've got 700 bucks. It's just added up over the course of however long. Okay. I'm just going to, like, spend it on random crap that I probably don't need. That's a good point because I never know how much to, like, what's a good balance to keep in your checking account? Like, say you don't, like, you feel comfortable having a 1000 and that's the least amount you will ever want in your checking. Like, what's a good... I mean, it just depends on the person. Like, it depends on your paycheck. I mean, I personally let mine go under a thousand. Like I said, because the way I budget is, my money is in my savings account. It's not in my checking. Okay. So, like, I let my my checking get pretty low, just because if not, if it's high, then I'm gonna spend it. So Mm -hmm. if my checking is like constantly pretty high, and I'm like, oh, I'm not spending as much as I thought, I'll put more money into my savings because I'm like, I'm just gonna spend that one day. See, I feel like I'm the opposite because. Like, I'll save, now that we looked at my um, finances, I save, <laughs> like, $800 a month, and that's my savings. Yeah. And then my checking, like, it stresses me out when it goes below, like, four grand. Like, I always have... <laughs> well, that's, like, your, you know? Everyone but I don't... different money mentalities, and yeah. that's yours, like... 
I just didn't know if it was bad to like go below a thousand or you know I mean again I'm not an expert but in my opinion I always know that I'm gonna get paid maybe if I'm like oh man am I about to lose my job maybe I would it would stress me out or like something Mm -hmm. like that but the type of person I am I'm like I feel secure okay so not that like you don't obviously but it's just like we have different mindsets about it okay so I guess it's just whatever you feel comfortable with. If you're cool with having a grand, but or also less. if you look at that four grand and you think like I'm gonna spend this, but you obviously don't think that because it stresses yeah. you out for it to go below four. Yeah. So four is like your zero. Yeah. For me, like two hundred is like my zero. That reminds but, but, me of college days. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I got fifty bucks. <laughs> College, I would literally live off of one week with like twenty five dollars. Wait, I think I remember this. And like, and you would always be like, "Yeah, I have like ten dollars." Like, <laughs> my dad would get the emails of like, "Your bank account is below twenty five dollars." He's like, "If they email me one more time." <laughs> and once he was like, "You have fifty seven cents in your bank account, and you just made a five dollar credit." He goes, "Miss Finance Major, what does that mean? You're negative." <laughs> You owe them money. <laughs> I was like, sorry, dude. <sighs> okay, so the next tip on this article, it actually did talk about, like, avoiding unnecessary debt. So credit cards, I feel like, are a big issue in our mm-hmm. 20s. Because, like, okay, so in college, I had, a co- like, a college credit card where the limit was really low. Like, $500 was my max. I progressed. I, when I first got it, it was, like, $300 oh, was gotcha. the max. So it went up. So... Okay. And now that I have a big girl job, I got a Discover card. Mm-hmm. And that max is $14.50 right now. So my issue now is, like, should I keep spending money on the low credit credit card? Or does that even matter? Like, if I don't spend money on that credit card, so will it affect my score? Credit cards are, I mean, I hate credit cards, to be frank. Yeah, they are um, paying a lot. Like goes into them, mm-hmm. a lot goes into your credit score, and it's very weird. It's like not what you would think. So you would think my balance is zero on my credit card. I'm gonna have a great credit card score, yeah. a credit score, because um, you know I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a balance. Like I don't owe any money. Yeah. But really, like the banks want you to use your credit card. They want you to have high balances because that means the more mo- that's the more money they make. Oh. But you, if you like were to cancel that credit card, it would drop your credit score. Oh, so, like, so, if you have two credit cards, you should spend, like, an equal amount of money on them? I mean, so I I think I have three, but one of them is, like, for a store, which probably isn't the smartest, but <laughs> whatever. But, like, so if I never spend money on that credit card again, I think eventually something happens. It'll, like, cancel itself or something. So you have to spend money on all of your credit cards, but you don't have to be, like, constantly spending Okay. I don't even know if that makes so sense. So they want you to spend money on the credit card in order for you to get a good credit score. Because I thought, like, if you didn't spend that much on it, that your score was going to go up quicker. So, I mean, a lot goes into your score, like I said, but okay, um, it's like the longer that you have your credit card and the, lo- the more, like, the longer that you have it, your credit score is going to mm-hmm. depend on that. Also, like, if you use it daily and you pay it off immediately, so, like, if in your checking you have $200 mm-hmm. and then you go and you spend $50 at the grocery, obviously you can pay for that with your debit card. Right. But you might as well just pay for it with your credit card, pay that off immediately. Oh. So, it's like you paid for it with your debit, but you're just building your credit score that way. Okay. Um, but also, that gets into, like, if you're the type of person where 
you know you're not gonna pay it right and your balance just kind of goes up which is fine like it's it's not bad to have a high balance or if anything Mm -hmm. um for me is ever like really expensive I'm Mm -hmm. like oh I you know need to spend a lot of money on this one thing Mm -hmm. I'll put it on my credit card pay it off immediately because it just is building your score um so the more frequent payments you make um, if you have a high balance and paid off in full, yeah, like the banks don't want your balance to be zero. Oh, because right now it's like five dollars. <laughs> but like, I mean, and that's fine too. Like, okay. it's I don't know. It's very you can like look up all the different ways to build your credit. I'm definitely no, I, that's like the least amount of mm-hmm. that's the most amount of knowledge I have is right there. Don't um, you want a credit card? Like, I know. Let me backtrack. So, what do you think are, like, good credit cards to have? Because I know some will start on, like, a percentage of interest after a year or whatever, and then that, they just start charging you. Well, they only charge you if you, like, don't pay off your balance. And that's also another thing. Like, they, not that they don't want your balance to be zero, because, like, if you pay off your credit card, pay it off in full. That's, that's what will... Okay. help your credit score the most is if you have a high balance and you pay it off in full and then you keep spending money so you keep paying it off to zero but you keep spending money on it okay um there's all different types of credit cards you can get they have like some i mean if you're you don't really need to worry about like the interest rate unless you are planning on not paying it off okay um because they're, they're not going to charge you if you never have a like a if you're never late or you mm-hmm. never really owe that much money they're not going to charge you Um, You just have to be careful and, like, watch it. But they do have different credit cards that have different rewards. So, like, you say you want to travel, it would be a good idea for you to get a um, credit card that gives you flyer miles. Like, Jake and I flew to Miami for free because we both had enough, like, points. What? Yeah. What credit card is that? It was on Jake's card. He has, like, a... I think it's a Capital One. But my... So, like, my card, um, it's a Visa... And you get, I get 3% back on all my gas, I think 2% back on groceries, and 1% back on anything else. Oh. But then my travel credit card, I get travel rewards points. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can use it on flights. I can, you can really use it on any, anything. It's, like, free money. But oh. um, not that, you know, free money's real. But, like, I can just, I can pay for a flight, and then I can write it off on my card or whatever. Oh. So, I guess... When trying to figure out a credit card, you should look for the rewards you get based mm-hmm. off your lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. So I need to um, look into uh, the travel rewards for sure. Yeah, and your card might, I don't know, some of them have it. Like Jake's isn't a um, travel card, but mm-hmm. he gets plane points from it, I think. Oh, so. well, that's neat. Okay. So guys, when you get a credit card, mm-hmm. make sure you pay it in full. And look up the rewards that you get. Mm-hmm. And that'll help your decision. And pay it off very frequently. Yeah. Um, you can check your credit score credit score for free on Credit Karma. Okay. Like, it doesn't um, knock your score if you check it on there. So okay. we talked about budgeting and we talked about saving. Okay, so now that we talked about those two things, let's talk about you have this money, so, like, how should you spend it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about, like, uh, retirement and then investing? Yeah, sure. Okay, Okay, yeah. So a big, like, question I have is, like, one, well, it's more of an issue, not a question. I don't think about retirement right now. Mm -hmm. And the only way I'm saving for retirement, basically, is because my job made me. Yeah. So they take out a percentage each check 
that I never see and put it into a 401k. Yeah. And then each year it'll increase the percent. And they, and they also match a certain percent. Mm. So for instance, I think like mine is 6%. Max just said his is 10 or something. Mm -hmm. So they match a certain percentage of, so whatever you put in, they match it. So it's like they're paying for your retirement as well, which is nice about a 401k. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure you have an account somewhere that has it on there. Like, I can see my account. I can log into it. I can change what my 401k is investing in. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, not necessarily what you need to be worrying about right now, but you can look at your account if I'm sure if you ask somebody at work. I don't know. Okay. Do you think someone in their 20s should start saving for retirement, or do you think it matters if they start later? Oh, 100% start as soon as you possibly can. So, like... When you, when you get a job, not all companies, but most companies will give you a 401k. Um, I would suggest, like, maxing it out. So putting in, if they match 6%, then put in 6% of your paycheck. And then you never see that money, and then it just goes and gets in its own account. Mm-hmm. And you never see it. It's like, it, it, I include it. I'm like, I think of it as, like, taxes almost, where you get taxes taken out of your paycheck. Yeah. Um, and you never see that money. So it's like... It's somewhere else and you, I mean, obviously you can look at it, but you don't have to worry about it. Um, Definitely start that as early as possible. But if you, there's like things called IRAs, which are individual retirement accounts. And the difference between those and 401k is that 401k is by your employer, your employee, your employer matches it. An individual retirement account is something that only you put your money into. Nobody else is, like your employer's not putting money into it as well. So it's just growing. So if you are to start an IRA account, an individual, what's it called? An individual retirement account. So we start those on our own. Yes, but like you, it's not like, so you definitely should have 401k. If you, right. Like you, not everybody, but you definitely should have 401k. If you want to start an IRA, that's like up to you. Okay. But do you think it's smart to start one? I think so. Okay. I mean, so there's, I'm going to talk about three different types. There's a lot, but... Okay. Um, I know that you had a question about the traditional versus the Roth IRA. Yeah. So traditional IRA is, um, it's tax when you take out your money. So you're putting in your money pre-tax. I think you have to set it up differently than a Roth, but it's taxed after it's taken out. Okay. And, but I think, again, no expert, I think you can get like tax breaks on the money that you put into it. Like you can write it off in your taxes. Mm. Again. Not 100% sure, but I think so. Okay. Um, on the max that you can put in is 6K a year for us, for our age group. Okay. Then there's a Roth IRA where the max contribution is, I think it's five and a half to 6K. I think it's five and a half. Mm-hmm. But you're putting in your money from your paycheck, so that money is already taxed. So when you withdraw it in the future, it's not taxed again. Oh. Um, so then if you are like, if you work for a company or something, or you're self-employed, there's something called an SEP or a SEP IRA. And the max contribution for this one is 57K. So it's like 50,000 more than a Roth or a traditional IRA. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest doing this if you literally do not have a 401k. Okay. Um, and, you know, people always talk about you need to invest in yourself. A lot of people that are self-employed don't pay themselves enough or don't think about retirement. Da, da, da. And I think an SEP, again, you can look more into it. But I think that one's the best because when you think about it, if you were to open a Roth IRA right now and you put in 6K a year, okay, it's like for our paychecks right now, that makes sense. Okay. Like that is a, a, like an acceptable amount of money. 
But then say down the line, you're making way more money. You're making 100, 200K. $6,000 is not enough right. of your paycheck. That's, you know, so if you, that's like where your 401K comes into play. Mm-hmm. So I use my Roth as like an extra bonus okay. savings. Uh-huh. So I have my 401K. That's my main retirement. And then I just opened a Roth and like, that's like a, a bonus. It's just like, oh, it's almost like for me, it's like, oh, my for fun savings. Like it'll, I'll look at it one day and be like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, so how much each month do you put into your Roth? So I just opened mine because I've just been meaning to do it. And then we were I wanted, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it and I wanted to do it so that I can like tell you how to do it. Okay. Because I mean, you can talk about, oh, you need to save, you need to invest, like da, da, da. But it's like, how? Like you don't right. know how to open a Roth IRA at all. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. No. I also don't um, know what Roth stands for. Why is it a Roth? Individual retirement account makes sense. IRA. Why is it a Roth? That's a good question. I don't Roth. know. Roth. Roth. What does that even mean? Jake probably knows. Is I that a know. word? We can look it up. I actually don't have Wi-Fi, but... But, uh, so, if you can put... I mean, I think that if you can, you should put in $500 a month because that's the max amount for the whole year. Okay. Um, it's up to you. You could put in 200 You could put in 500 My first contribution, I think I put in 300 Okay. Um, but I think I'll probably up that as I go. So I think of an IRA account as like a bonus, like Anna said. So I know this can be like kind of confusing, but you'll have your 401k from your job that automatically will take out the money and then you just want to have extra money when you retire. So it's really smart for us to make an individual retirement account to add on. Yeah. I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, what is this idiot saying? <laughs> you don't sound dumb at all. Um, okay, so, so how do we make one? So there's a bunch of different websites that you can open one through. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I opened mine through a uh, through a website called Vanguards. Vanguards. Shout out to Jake. It's a very good website. It has It explains what each IRA is. It's really useful information. I literally just like opened up an account, put in my social security number, mm-hmm. put in my bank account, said I wanted to put in 200 and it said, congrats, you opened your Roth IRA. Like it was free. Mm-hmm. It was super easy. Just go on Vanguards and you can easily, you can open any type of IRA through them. Okay. So I also wanted to mention, cause like through my, and we can wrap up the retirement account. I know this is super exciting, but um, <laughs> I, through my research, say like we now start our individual retirement account right mm-hmm. but if we were to start it when we're 30 even if we were to put three times the amount it would never equate to yeah. us starting now 100 percent. what you can do is um if you go on tiktok and you type <laughs> in just type in the search bar roth ira yeah and there's like a bunch of tiktoks of guys explaining it like mm-hmm. on an excel sheet and they map it out for you like if you start at 23 you can save however many million but if you start at 30 and do the do more like you said you don't you only get like a million or something yeah so it's just real I think our whole point of talking about retirement account is like just start it when you're in your 20s and you have your like first big girl job because it is so important from what I'm learning to think about your future and Mm -hmm. your retirement because you're not gonna be working and you're gonna need like I'm a bougie girl yeah, I'm I mean, need the money. would you rather right now put your money away or would you, do you want to work until you're like I would 70? rather die. I hate working. Yeah. I literally hate working. And yeah, I, I come to work and I'm like, I really, you know, I really used to talk shit about the moms who like stayed at home, didn't work, whatever. It sounds so And I'm nice. like, ugh, the life. My mom always says, she goes, never make more money than your husband because then you... <laughs> <laughs> 
hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I have one more. Like I, I thought about this. This is like okay. goes with the savings, and this is for like couples. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you and Max do your finances, but this is like a savings technique, kind of. I don't know if you would call it that. But so, for instance, like if you and Max get married, I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. combine your finances before or whatever, but you both make a salary. So what you can do is you can spend all of your salary and you can save all of Max's. Hmm. Or, like, vice versa. Okay. Um, because, you know, together you guys are probably making a decent amount of money. You don't, like... But so, like, if I were to make 60K a year and Max made 100K, it'd be smart to, what, save mine and then spend his? Because <laughs> he has sure. more. I mean... <laughs> okay. But, yeah, because also you have to think, like, once you start making, like, more money... It's like, I, I don't want to think, I don't want people to think I'm saying that you need to save every single dollar that you get. Like, you should, yeah, you should be realistic about it. And, like, if you worked really hard and you're making the money that you want to be making, like, don't be afraid to spend it. Just right. be smart about it. Okay. Good tip. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about, which is, I think, super important, something, again, I don't know much about, is how to invest. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like retirement's like investing in your future. Mm-hmm. So now investing, like just in general, let's talk about it. Okay. So I think investing is something that when I think about investing, I think about like the 23-year-old frat boy that works in business <laughs> and is like, huh, yeah, I made so much money from the stock market this, <laughs> this weekend. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> That's like literally what I think Honestly, about. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll just like... If you don't know what investing is, because Ali asked, like, to explain it, it's like when you say think about the word invest, like, if you invest your time in something, you're going to get better at it. Yeah. Same with your money. Like, if you invest your money, your money is going to grow, unless it's corona and the stock market is tanking. (laughs) It's going back up now, but, um, (laughs) so when people talk about how they make money in their sleep, most of the time they're talking about investing. Okay. And you can invest in, like, you don't have to just invest in stock, you can invest in, you know, like we said, your retirement, or you can invest in um real estate okay but i think right now we're just gonna be talking about investing in the stock market because Mm -hmm. that is what i do so so it's something i want to learn more about Mm -hmm. so you have your savings account right and let's say you've saved 10 grand your savings you're like sweet my savings account like most people's literally makes like 0.01 percent yeah you're making no money in your savings account but the stock market um, I think over the past 10 years, it's yielded an average of 10%. So, like, 10% versus like 0.01. You, like, you make 10%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Over the past 10 years, it's it's yielded an average 10% um, return. Okay. So, <laughs> this money that's sitting in your savings account, it's just sitting there. Like, right. yeah, it's there if you need it, but you don't need 10 grand tomorrow. True. Like, you're never, I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing, but personally, I do not. One day I'm not going to wake up and be like, oh crap, something happened and I need 10 grand. Honestly, that's a really good point because I feel like there's this, like this idea that you need to save and have a lot in your savings. But I feel like what you're well, saying... Your savings isn't doing anything for you. Right. It's literally just holding that money. You, Your money could be Sorry. working for you and yeah. like your money could be, like people say, making money. Your money can be working for you in your sleep. Like You can be growing your money. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I said, 0.01% versus 10%. Yeah. Um, so what I normally suggest is, like, 
you can invest the money that you know you don't need. If you are, like, stressed about it and you're like, oh, man, what if I need this? Like, mm-hmm. unless you just really stress over money. Um, so you're saying, like, if you were saving, like, you're saving for a down payment for a house. Mm-hmm. So if you have that in your savings plus some, you well, would. Inv- a house is, like, different because it's, like, I know when I'm going to get it. So it's, like, a month-long process. So I'll, I can put that money in the stock market okay. right now because, like, I can take it out. Okay. But if you think, like, oh, my gosh, I might need this tomorrow, like, you're not going to be able to sell your stocks and, like, get it back in that short of amount of time. Okay. And you want to be able to sell them when the market is where you want it to be. You don't want to be forced to sell at, like, a crappy point. Okay. So um, I would suggest, like, putting the money in your savings that you know you don't need. So, like, for instance, (laughs) like, when my savings account got, like, a little too high, I was like, okay, I don't need all this money, and I'll just put a couple thousand here and there. In the stock market. Okay. So how do you invest in stock? Or how do you even get stock, you know? So there's like the super easy app. It's called Robinhood. Robinhood. Well, I'm going to download it right now. Okay. And <laughs> if you download it through me, I can get you a free stock. It's like probably a dollar, but. Oh, really? So there's this super easy app called Robinhood. And like once you download it, you realize, I mean, I feel like being so young, when you think about the stock market, you think like... It's like a long-ass process and like it's stressful. And it's on the computer and there's like all these graphs and you don't know what's going on. Yeah. But we are so like attuned to our phones where this is like the easiest thing for me to look at and like no, figure that's out. A, yeah. That's um, super smart mm-hmm. to have that. Okay. So, and then you can see Corona right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so there's an app called Robinhood and I would suggest... Investing in something called a mutual fund. So a mutual fund. Okay. Mutual fund is like a collection of stocks or bonds or securities. Um, an example would be you've probably heard of the Dow Jones or the S and P five hundred. Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I invest in S and P five hundred. So is that a company? It. So it's the like the top five hundred um, most publicly traded companies in the U S. Okay. So it's basically the market. Okay. Like, if these top 500 companies are all going down, that means the market is going down. Like gotcha. it, it, So it ebbs and flows how the market flows. So okay. it's a very, very low risk. You're not going to lose a ton of money on it. It's going to pretty much continuously go up, and it's a very safe option. Okay. So invest in the top 500. The S&P 500. The and S&P there's, like, 500. a couple okay. different codes on Robinhood. Some are more expensive. Some are less expensive. It just depends, like, I think what class they are. If you, like, for instance, when Jake, like, gets me a stock for something, <laughs> it's, like, a fun stock. It's, Maybe like, he'll, is... he'll buy me, like, Urban Outfitters or something. Oh. Like, it's fun, you know? And I, I think, like, okay. I guess I can talk about what I invest in, like, Home Depot is, like, a safe bet. It's, like, mm-hmm. not the S&P. It'll, it, it kind of ebbs and flows a little bit higher. You can invest in all different things, like Apple. Um, I know Tesla, like. Okay. So the do you just link your bank account to this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So That's I personally easy. link my savings account. Okay, so you sh- you suggest we link savings, not checking. Well, it just depends like where you're gonna take the money from. Like I personally okay. take it from my savings account when it gets too high. Okay. But let's say like you just want to take it straight from your paycheck. Okay. Um, so the next thing is like when do you want to invest? Like, do you? A lot of people, it's it's like you can't time the market, and a lot of people, you know. I, like, joke around all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait for it to go down, and then I'm going to invest, and it's going to go up. Like, oh, okay. you can't you can't time the market. Nobody can. And, like, some people will sit there and say, you know, they try to make all this money off of Val. Mm-hmm. They try to short stocks and blah, blah, blah. I just think that for, like, basic principle, like, top of, like, just skimming the surface, yeah. just put your money in safe stock and just leave it and let it grow. 
Okay. So, so you technically don't really just invest at a right time. So what I would suggest doing is mm-hmm. like investing, you know, let's say you want to invest once a month. Just invest on the same day every month. So like let's say you want to invest on the first of every month for 12 months straight. You're going to invest $1,000 each month. You're going to catch the stock market up. You're going to catch it down and it's going to like um, smooth it out. Okay. Or let's say you want to do it once a week, like you want to put $100 in every Monday. I don't know. Something okay. random like that. You're going to catch it at each, like... Wave. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you're never thinking, like, oh, man, I'm losing so much money because I invested at such a high point. Because you're investing at high points, you're investing at low points, so it's just an average. And no matter what, you're, it's going to go up and you're going to make money. So what's a good time to take out your investment in... Um, I mean, it's like a personal thing. If you, like, if you invested in a company and you think that that company is going straight to the ground, maybe you sell then, um, maybe you sell because, you know, you just, you want to buy a house and Mm -hmm. some of your house payment is in your stock market account or in your stock or whatever. Okay. So it's like a personal preference. Mm -hmm. Or you can leave it in there forever. It can be like, I kind of use mine as a second savings account. Okay. Because it's like super easy to forget about. You're not staring at a high a high number in your savings count every day because it's just in this app. You don't really look at it. You can go in and add money. It's literally like you don't think about it. Mm. So okay. it's like I don't even count that towards money I have. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to sell it unless I absolutely need to. Okay. Okay. So y'all should invest and use the app Robinhood. All right. So is there anything you want to add? Um, Any extra tips or anything like that? I don't know. I feel like we went over a lot of stuff. I hope it wasn't super confusing because that obviously wasn't my goal. Like, I wanted all the information we spit out, or we, Anna spit out at y'all to, like, be helpful and be very simple and to the point. Yeah. Because it is confusing, like, your finances and, like, trying to figure all of that out is overwhelming. So, I hope this episode can, like, bring y'all some peace and if y'all want to like follow our tips or follow Anna's tips. I think they're very easy to the point and something easy, something simple like 20-year-olds can do, you know? Yeah, do you feel like you know more now? Yeah. Or do you, like, do you think, like, do you have any questions right now? You're like, so you came into this and you said, I don't know what to do. Do you feel like you kind of know what to do now? Yeah. Like, I feel like now I want to try and maybe invest in something today I don't know yeah and I think it makes a lot more sense like I obviously want to track my expenses for right now just so Mm -hmm. like I can at one point yeah be able to look at my money and decide on what I can and can't do yeah and I think like I feel like the main thing you have to think about are what are my goals yeah because if you have something to work towards and you're determined to get there like you're gonna get there yeah that's a good point that's a good bow you just have to manifest it. Manifest it. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a really good point. Like, have a goal because otherwise, like, you're just, you're gonna, yeah. You have no point to save and exactly. All that. Okay, so that's great. I love this episode. I hope it is very informative for y'all. Very easy, simple to the point. I think I've said that like five times in the past like minute. Sorry if it was boring. I swear I'm not a boring person. It uh. wasn't boring. <laughs> I promise. Anna, you did great for your first episode for real. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, maybe you'll be a regular guest. <laughs> if I was wrong about anything, don't come for me. I'm just a young girl. 
I don't just what my little brain is spitting out today. So. No, you gave <laughs> you gave great information. Thank you so much for coming and spending this hour with me. Of course. Sorry, our dogs got in a fight. Yeah, our dogs did get in a fight over a bone. I've never heard Blue get in a fight. I've never heard Henley get in a fight. That was scary. Me and Anna, all we hear is like this, like growling, and then we look at each other, and like our eyes grew, and we're like, "What the heck?" I thought some other dog had like gone into the backyard and was beating them up because. They're not mean. Yeah, they've literally never... Yeah, that's never happened. Anyways, okay. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, Don't forget, we upload a new episode every Monday. Hannah, you'll be back with me next week. Hannah, I miss you. We do. We miss you so much. Um, (laughs) We link our Instagram, our Facebook group, and I'll link the article I was talking about in our description. Um, don't forget to give us a rating and review. It really does help us grow. And yeah, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.